Before we begin, I needed to record a disclaimer. Please be advised that this raw and emotional content may trigger some listeners. It may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Accordingly, listener discretion is advised. Recording this episode was by far the hardest one to date. I am not sure if I am proud of myself or not. I hope this might help someone else. Right now, I'm recording this after I've edited and listened to the segment multiple times and I'm not sure if I feel shame and anxiety or if I feel relief and strong. But no matter, it's being published. so much for tuning in. Today I am excited to talk to you about mental health during sobriety. I want to express that these stories are are my own. My opinions are my own. These are things that I went through and things that I guess what worked for me. So What works for me may not work for you or the next person. However, stay tuned after the show for some words of encouragement. And yeah, let's sit back, relax, and let's get to it. So I want to give you just a little bit of a backstory. Um, When I was a teenager... I started dabbling in beer and alcohol. And I I remember being a little kid, I mean little, like five, and being told to go get a beer out of the fridge for my pawpaw, for the neighbor, you know, whoever. I was always the beer go-getter person. And I would, when I learned to open it, I would open it and I always took a sip. I don't remember if I liked it or not, but (laughs) I'm guessing that I did since I clearly kept doing the same thing, kept drinking uh, sips of beer out. I remember one time my papa had me go get one. He he took it from me and he said, what the hell, Lindsay? You just drank half the beer. And that. That's all I remember from that memory. I just remember him being shocked, like, what the hell did you do? Um, But anyways, and then obviously nothing until I was a teenager prior to getting pregnant. I did what everybody else around me was doing. 
I do wish that I could go back in time and, and take that back. But, you know, I can't. I did it. It wasn't fun. But everybody that was in my life at that time were alcoholics. That's just an everyday thing. I mean, you you drink. But I never saw a lot of rage come from anybody close to me drinking. So in my opinion, it was something that relaxed you, not something that enraged you. So when I was a teenager, later in my teens, after I had my first daughter, I realized that drinking just wasn't for me. Like I didn't, I didn't really like it. I had a couple of things happen to me during that time that I <laughs> I put in the back of my mind the best that I can. And sometimes I, I have fleeting images and memories of it. So here we go. What made me realize that I didn't like drinking were... This is hard. Every time that I drank, something really bad always happened to me. I remember waking up in a stranger's apartment floor in Seattle, scared to death because I didn't have the clothes on that I had with the last time I remember being awake. And I immediately remembered what happened, how many people there were. And I remember screaming in my head, no, no, stop, stop. What, what are you doing? Don't do this to me. And I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. a bit of a blur now but there are other things that happened whenever I would drink and you know you would think that I would have been after the the first instance you know don't do that (laughs) that stupid girl stay off of it don't do it but it I get cocky and I think it ain't going to happen again. Nothing's going to happen to me. And it happened more than once. Different locations, different people. And at some point, I stopped. Once I got around certain people again, I would start back up. And I tried to fit in. So bad did I try to fit in. And every single time that I tried to fit in, I ended up in those situations of rape. So I quit. I didn't touch that. 
alcohol, beer, none of it. I didn't want any more to do with it. And you fast forward after my fifth pregnancy and my papa dies. He was sick during my pregnancy, my my sixth pregnancy. Sixth. Listen to me. During my fifth pregnancy. Um, and that whole time it was really stressful. But when my papa died on grandparents' day, there was something inside of me that just sparked and it killed me. When he died, a piece of me died with him because I was very close to my papa and my nanny, very close. Um, he was not ever supposed to die, neither one of them. They were supposed to stay forever with me. So after my papa died, I decided that since he drank, I was going to drink a beer in his honor. That beer turned into two, turned into four, turned into eight. 12, 16, and eventually that one beer turned into a binge that lasted approximately nine years. It was tough. It was real tough. I had a lot of emotions running through me. I had four children within five years um, for a total of five kids. I had an amazing husband at the time who suffered with his own demons. I never really knew a whole lot about mental health. Now, I watched the movie, the movie um, Sybil in school. That was a really weird thing to show us during health and gym class, too. But I remember it very vividly um but that was really the only thing that i i knew about mental health was that there were some people who had like schizophrenia and multiple personalities someone very close to me claimed to have multiple personalities but we all know that that's not the case that was just a, a made-up thing for her lashing out. Um, anyways, I ended up constantly drinking, 
causing rifts in my relationship, tore my family apart. Met somebody that I thought was the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Worshipped them. I was completely gaga over this person this person was not a good person and to this day he is still not a good person the way that life events have worked themselves out I will never understand why The good die young and the assholes live forever. Terrible human being. Anyways, I was forced to have a psychological evaluation which diagnosed me with BPD. Most of the time it's confused with bipolar disorder, but it's actually borderline personality disorder. And what borderline personality disorder is, the person has super high emotions, moods, and then super low moods and emotions. BPD affects everybody differently. For me, it is controllable. I have learned how to deal with my triggers I have a wonderful support in my husband and he knows he's learned as well and that believe me took some time because Lord have mercy it was a trying time whenever I was drinking and didn't take responsibility for my mental state and for my actions in fact when I was diagnosed with BPD it wasn't something that was talked about you know we mental health really just came into the picture and, and started getting the attention that it deserved for a long time really not until I was in my 30s so all this time you know my childhood all the traumas that I dealt with or should I say lack of dealing with but all the traumas that I went through in my childhood all the way through my young adult life I had no clue what the hell was happening to me. I didn't know how to control myself. I was out of order. <laughs> it was it was a recipe for disaster everything that had happened. So even today it's hard to find somebody that will treat BPD. And there's no real 
treatment to it. It's mostly just learning uh, skilled behavior skills, how to manage it, how to get inside of your your own head and pull yourself back. And it's a struggle. And it was easier to give into drinking rather than just dealing with it. But you couldn't just deal with it if you didn't know how. So it was was like a a never-ending circle. The length of time that I spent in the bottle, approximately 10 total years, I I was bad off. And I think there's going to be a lot of people... Um, that probably are going to be a little bit shocked to, to hear this, but I would drink from the time that I opened my eyes. I had to have something to numb myself for the day. And I would, and I would start drinking. I learned that you can put vodka in water bottles. And I would go straight to the bar after I got off work. And I would get drunk and blow whatever money I had on beer after beer, shot after shot. And as the years went on, I needed more. So there were times where I was making myself throw up just so that I could in my mind, I was able to drink more. I didn't really know how alcohol affects my my body. I just knew that my mental state was give me more, go faster, go harder. I'm invincible. I, I, I want to destroy myself. But at the same time, I don't want to feel the pain of it. It was kind of like going into an, an alt an alternate state of mind. Um, I became very manic, angry. My outbursts were uncontrollable. I was unable to even understand what I was angry for. I just would take something and fly off the handle with it. The lack of medical care and just all around lack of care for myself and those around me, no consideration for anyone else but my own (laughs) inner frightened being. It led me to making huge mistakes and hurting others while hurting myself. And I know that all of my actions were selfish. But looking back, I can see how much I was screaming and begging for help. I destroyed 
and I mean I destroyed relationships. I destroyed people. I destroyed myself. I felt like everyone else was the problem. Everyone else was making me mad. Everyone else was hateful to me. Everyone else didn't care about me. After all of that, seeing the light, or (laughs) rather being forced to see the light by my husband, was life-saving. He gets on my nerves, he gets under my skin, and I still get angry with him. But I know that there is nobody else on this earth that understands me the way that my husband understands me. My life during sobriety has been amazing. And I mean amazing. I do not feel the the rage in my stomach trying to escape through my throat. I don't I don't smoke anymore. I haven't had a drink in 1205 days now, I believe. It's 3 years 3 months. Some days I want to I think, oh, I just like to sit outside around the, the fire, especially during the winter, in my car heart, drinking a, a nice cold Budweiser. Or at the lake. I'd rather be on a float with beer. During my sobriety, once I accepted responsibility for my behavior, I accepted that. I'm not perfect and that I, you know, I made those terrible mistakes. I put myself in situations that you read about or you see in the movies or you hear from someone else. My life is so good. I have healthier habits. I have wonderful relationships. Some of my friendships have ended um not pointing fingers at anybody but the friendships that did end they needed to end i cut out pretty much everyone that didn't want to do anything but go get trashed so my healthier habits led to doctor visits which not necessarily a counselor or psychiatrist or anything but just with like my family doctor she's really amazing she listens um but learning and also behavioral skills learning what my triggers are and how to deal with them how to avoid them Keeping my circle small. I don't let a whole lot of people in. I can't 
I can't handle that. I guess it gives me a little bit of anxiety to have a large group of people that I have to focus on. I can't do it. Um, I refuse to go back to my destructive ways and that's what keeps pushing me. I remember all the fist fights that I got into, all the words that I said that I could never take back, all the hurt that I caused people and myself, how I lost pieces of me, how long it took to mend those holes. I don't ever want to lose that again. Taking a drink of a beer, taking a shot of rum, vodka, none of that, none of that is worth pedaling backwards in life. I realize that I am not a horrible monster. There are still things about me that people will never know. I am a woman who suffers with BPD and PTSD. It's a melting pot for one wild and outrageous life. It hasn't been easy for any of us that have traveled this road with me before and even after sobriety. Um, I'm not saying after sobriety, but during sobriety. It's been tough. But I believe wholeheartedly that if you really want to have a better life, you will make the decision that now is the time. Not tomorrow, for the next day, but right now. I woke up the other day and I said, holy crap. I am closing in on my birthday being 40. Being 40. My first husband was not lucky to see was not lucky to see our children grow up grandbabies graduations any of that and I hate I often wish that I had the opportunity to trade places with him If you find yourself ever needing somebody to talk to, somebody that'll understand, you reach out. If you or someone that you know needs help but doesn't know how to go about it, feels hopeless, like there's nothing 
out there for them that nobody cares you send them my way you you come to me I may not have all the answers in the world but I I do know a good starting place <laughs> but you have to be able to say I have a problem I am the problem I will fix these problems in a healthy, respectful way. Or you're just fighting a losing battle. So be honest with yourself. I want to thank you for tuning in. I think I probably need to go blow my nose <laughs> um put some cold water on my face and get a cup of coffee it's going to take me a minute to edit this so make sure that if you need somebody you reach out you email me at content at the dailywinds.com you find me on any social media platform you can send a message to my phone if you have my phone number I'm here until next time I want you to remember to be kind to others and to yourself to breathe 